The following is produced by Artisan Church. Welcome to the Artisan Church Podcast, a weekly broadcast of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. To learn more about Artisan Church or to support the ministry, visit www.artisanchurch.com. So, could I, could I have my friends come up to the front, please? All right, come on up, guys. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, a little bit scary for them. So, I would like to give a big, encouraging round of applause for their friends up here and the great job they're doing in Sunday school. Good job, guys. We're going to put up some, uh, there are four Sunday school teachers. Have a seat, guys. Sit, sit right up here with me. Sit right up here with me. All right. Bless you. Um, there are four Sunday school teachers, uh, myself, Jesse, um, uh, a- Janine, and Adriana. And um, I'm Ariana. I knew that was going to happen. All right. And uh, Ariana teaches art. I teach music. Um, Jesse does uh, Bible stories and different stories that the children are learning about, and Janine does a variety of things, some theater-influenced things and also some music things. Um, each month, we pick a theme uh, that we're going to focus on. So we've done creation. We did uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. We did the Lord's Prayer, and each month, uh, each lesson sort of focuses on, on one theme or one particular story. So the first thing the kids, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the kids and I said, hey, what do you guys want to do about showing your families and everyone else in the church what you've done to learn about God in Sunday school? And they sort of came up with a plan. So this is not my plan. This is their plan. Oh, it's Gigi's plan. Um, and, uh, and so uh, they're really, really proud of the work that they've done. And, uh, and they've been really, really wonderful to work with. Uh, they're really a joy. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do is they wanted to show you uh, some of their artwork. So if we get one of the uh, pictures up there, it'll be on the big screen. Okay. So this one is by Abel. He didn't want to um, talk about it. He wanted the artwork to speak for itself. Um, but as you can see, it's using different media and different colors and things like that. And this is, this is a Mother's Day gift that uh, the kids did um, uh, as a present to their moms. And next, I think we have Bryce. Right? All right. Bryce, do you want to talk about this for one second? What, what, uh, what is this? Tell us. It's, it's something that I made for my mom, and I thought it would really mean a lot to her. Really good. Good, good. Um, when you were doing this lesson, was there anything that you learned about God from this lesson? I learned that moms are really special. Okay, good. And next, I think we've got another piece of artwork up here. Okay, this is Gigi's artwork. Okay, so Gigi, can you tell us about this? What is this? It's the Lord's Prayer in lines and stamps that I made and uh, foam pieces. Did, did you choose the colors yourself? Yes. And, um, and how did you make the stamp that you put around the sides? We, uh, we used uh, 
think you use styrofoam and we press into it. Wow, that's, that is really, really cool. And this lesson was the Lord's Prayer. Was there anything that you learned about God through studying the Lord's Prayer and, and making artwork for him? I learned he's very special. Okay, good. Good. I think we've got another, what's up next here? Well, this is another Mother's Day's gift. Grant, you want to talk about this? Uh, this is me and my mom writing on dinosaurs with long tongues. Wow. That, that's amazing. Um, can you, how did you make this? Uh, we used fabric markers. Uh-huh. And what, what, is, what did you write on? I love my mom. Oh, great, great. Um, was there anything that you learned about God through doing this message? Uh, well, pretty much the same thing what Bryce said. Okay, good, good. All right, let's, go to, let's get another piece of artwork up here. Okay, this is Heath. Heath, can you tell us about this? project that you have? I learned that God is very faithful and you can never lose faith with him. Wow, very good. Thank you for sharing. And this is the same project that Gigi did. So did you make the stamp out of styrofoam and choose your own colors? Yeah. Good, good. Very nice work. All right, and we got one more. All right. So Josiah, can you tell us what this is? This is um, the project we did at a... um, Beans, we glued them on, and in the center we made a heart. Cool. Um, um, so did you, you made the shape yourself of the heart? Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Okay. Um, it, when you did this lesson, what, what, what was the focusing, uh, what were you focusing about learning about God? I learned that he um, loves every one of us. Okay. Anything else? Okay, all right, good job, good job. <clears throat> okay, so these guys wanted to share two more things. Um, one of the things they did during the Lord's Prayer um, part of the uh, uh, month that we did is we did a Lord's Prayer wrap. And uh, we haven't done it in a couple of weeks, so we're going to see how well we remember it. But this is, the, uh, this is one of the things they did. Abel, do you want to join us, or are you going to stay back there, buddy? Okay. All right. Can maybe you can maybe you can wrap along with us from back there. All right. Sounds good. We only had two weeks to work on that, so we didn't get all the way through it, but give them a round of applause. One of the stories that we learned about and one of the songs that we did was uh, uh, Joshua and the Battle of Jericho, so they're going to sing the chorus from that one. Uh, Don't do the dance because I don't want you to fall off the stage. Um, 
but part of this activity was they also invented their own dance. And in, in uh, uh, Sunday school here at Arson, we tried to do a lot of activities that are very generative. Um, that's sort of a fancy educational word of, of meaning that they direct their own learning. So when they came up here and they wanted to show you, that was an example of generative learning. They wanted to develop the presentation themselves. Um, it wasn't me sort of leading them through it. They actually uh, came up with these ideas on their own. So uh, they also made a dance to this song, which they're not going to do because they're not going to fall off the stage. But uh, let's do the chorus from Joshua for the Battle. Nice job. Okay. These are the artisan kids. Um, they are truly, truly awesome. Let's give them one more round of applause. Okay, so I realize this is a slightly tough act to follow. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we always do on these Fifth Sunday festivals is take some time and share with each other and hear from each other stories of God at work in our lives. So I would like to ask now, if anybody has a story that you'd like to share, it, it can be uh, a short one or a uh, medium one. Well, you know, probably not any long ones, but because <laughs> there usually are several people who'd like to share. So um, if you have a long one, um, if it's really good, we'll let you do it. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. You can't know ahead of time. That's what makes it hard. But um, So who would like to go first? Who has a story of something that, that where you've really seen God at work in your life? And And remember, we have children in the room with us. It's it's going to be a little bit noisier, and the kids are doing, going to do a really good job trying to what, kids? Listen. Right, right. So uh, who, who has a story to share? Uh, Joanna, yeah, please come up here, and I'll give you the microphone. Yes, okay. Um, so I'm Joanna, and I know most of you here. Um, my well, Tim's and my daughter was having problems uh, speaking up until these last couple months, she, both of her eardrums were sucked in, and uh, she could only mimic sounds as if she was underwater, you know, like blah, blah, blah. So last month in April, she had surgery to get her little tubies in, in her ears, and her speech has skyrocketed since then, and she's really communicating more and just a lot happier, and she's not in pain anymore, so hooray for God. Woohoo! Oh, thank you. What a, what a wonderful thing to hear. Thank you. Hi, Noella. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> Who else has a story to share? an intentionally very broad topic. Stories of God at work in your life. Yes, Anna. Um, I just have a short story. So 
I asked for prayer a couple months ago now, I guess, about a new job opportunity. And um, praise the Lord, I, they offered me the job, and I um, started part-time, and I'll be starting full-time the end of the summer. Um, I guess I've just never felt more prayed for and um, loved than when people were just supporting us in prayer. Um, it's a really good opportunity for me, and I'm really excited, so thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wonderful thing to hear. I know there are others of you who've had prayer requests answered. Um, maybe you'd like to share that. And if you're a little nervous about coming up here, when you put your hand up, just go like this. <laughs> and I'll bring the microphone down to you. Yeah, sit down. Okay, well, I'll bring the microphone down to you. So, uh, I'm Del. Um, my prayer, I'm sorry, not my prayer request. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, my, my story is just um, a response to the Lenten disciplines. And um, when it's particularly about the water one. So, I sort of come from a, a little bit of a legalistic background. So, any type of discipline always sort of gives me the heebie-jeebies. But um, somehow I decided to do the Lenten promise of not, of drinking, only drinking water. And initially, I was a little bit um, cynical about it because I didn't think water was that big of a deal since that's what we drink at home, mostly water. But I found that as I intentionally chose to drink water as opposed to just making it a default um, decision that God really sort of broke through my own cynicism um, towards discipline, and I feel like I'm back on a journey towards considering how small acts of discipline can create large um, swaths of growth in one's faith. And so I just wanted to thank you for, or whoever came up with the idea of doing the water challenge. Um, it was a real blessing to me, um, and I feel like I met God in, in that particular act. Oh, thank you, Del. It's great to hear. It's great to hear how those, those disciplines uh, actually do make a big difference in our lives sometimes. And maybe others who uh, have practiced one of the spiritual disciplines during, from, during that Lenten series who have a story about that. Stories of God at work in your life. How have you how have you noticed His presence recently? Thank you, Dan. Hey, um, my name is Dan. My wife and I have been coming here uh, probably six months now. And um, first or second week we were here, my stepfather passed away, and um, very long relationship, a very difficult relationship with him, and. I struggled for a couple of weeks of how to process um, what I was feeling for someone that was such a huge part of my life, but I didn't really like very much. And through being here and hearing about God's grace and God's forgiveness in a, in a new way that really touched me in a very strong way, I was able to um, mourn that loss because it was a loss in my life. And 
I'm not sure I've successfully fully forgiven, but I'm working on it, and I can feel myself working on it. I can feel my heart turning, and I, I thank God for doing that for me. So thank you. Great. Thank you, Dan. Tremendous stories of, of um, God kind of breaking through to us in new ways that, um, you know, whether we're cynical or kind of hardened a little bit. Other stories of God at work in your life. Yes, Brenda, do you want me to bring the microphone down to you or are you going to come up? Okay, I, I shouldn't have offered, huh? <laughs> You'd have to traverse the, the child pile, so here you go. Hi, everybody. My name is Brenda, and um, I want to tell a story of how God is working in my life. The other, last week, Esther Scott was talking about something, <laughs> and what he was talking about, it's like how... He gave the, about the believers, the saints, the brothers and sisters, and the names of the church, right? Uh-huh. See, I was listening. <laughs> but when he said brothers and sisters, that, like, really pierced me. And I've been coming here three years, okay? But I didn't know anybody's phone number. And so I go, wow, I've been coming here three years, and I don't know anybody's phone number other church I go to, I know everybody's phone number, and they call me, and we go out to lunch and everything. And I, and it was like when he said that, and then he said it was in, in the African American church they call each other brothers and sisters. And I said, I see these people as my brothers and sisters, but I don't have anybody's phone number. And I started crying. It was like I was just getting whipped, you know, no, pew, 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 you know, like what's wrong with you? So I got up and I went, and I have a southern accent. Yes, I do because I'm from the south. But <laughs> I got up and I, I went to people who I wanted to know their phone number and I wanted to have a better relationship with them because God was working in my heart right then and there. And um, because of that, I felt even more a part of this church. So I know God has worked in my life. That's a neat story, Brenda. And uh, most of the, I don't think you'd be alone. Most of you, most of the people in the room would say, Scott was talking about something last week. (laughs) I love it. But what I really love about that story, I admire you a great deal, Brenda, for the way you responded, because the way, I can talk about how I would respond to that, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of you in the room would be the same. You'd be sitting there going, oh, man. Brothers and sisters, I don't even have these people's phone numbers or, you know, email addresses or whatever it is. I should really do something about that. I probably will. And I would walk out the door going, I'm going to do something about that. And then I wouldn't. (laughs) And so what Brenda did (laughs) was she said, I need phone numbers. I'm going to go get them right now. (laughs) And I admire that deeply. I really do. I'm not just being silly because it's so easy just to say, oh, pastor, that message, that really spoke to my heart. And then you go home and watch the football game or whatever. 
The Super Bowl, yes, for example, yeah. But thank you, Brenda. Thank you. That's a wonderful story. We have time for some more. Anybody else have a story you'd like to share? Yeah, Tim. Good morning. Um, I'm Tim Page, and um, the story that uh, I'd like to share, I really haven't shared this one, and, and a lot of you are a very big part of it, and you don't even know. Um, one of the things I do is I like to talk to people, and I ask questions, and I'm, I'm, I'm constantly seeking knowledge from people around me, and um, I, uh, a few nights a week, I teach martial arts. And I've been doing this for about almost 14 years. And I um, was a strict, militant-type teacher. And, and, and that got me so far. And then God showed me a new way um, by pretty much humbling me in front of everyone. And when I turned my practice my dojo. I said, God, I can't do this. I, I'm done. Um, I was gifted with a student who um, is, is autistic. And it took weeks to get this boy to even come into the room one step. And then it was two steps. Then it was three steps. And then I couldn't get rid of him. Um, but one of the things, and as, as this is going on, some of you may realize that some of you don't. I was talking and asking a lot of questions amongst everybody here. Um, this boy's been with me now for about two years. And um, he wears a brown belt with one stripe on it, and he's training for his black belt. The exciting thing about it is here's a child who is afraid of a crowd of people. There's more than four people that came up. He was gone. He would go up into his room and hide. This, this young boy, now when there's a crowd of people, he runs away, puts on his karate uniform, comes right out, jumps out in the middle of the room and says, let me show you what I can do. Um, and, and his teachers have noticed a difference. His parents have noticed a difference. Here's somebody who is completely disconnected, is now looking. He'll, I, I watched him walk right up to somebody. Hi, I don't know you. Would you like to be my friend? And, and it amazes me. And, and there's several of you in here I would like to thank. Um, we've done some projects together, we've worked, and I'm constantly asking questions because I take all different kinds of knowledges and backgrounds and try to apply them in my life. And, and like you'd all feel proud that there's a young boy who is going to be successful in whatever he chooses because of the, uh, the, the field of knowledge and understanding and background information he has here. And, and you know, that, that makes me want to get to know more people, ask more questions, and find out what do you know that can, I'm, I'm greedy, what do you know that can make my life better? Because, thank you. Um, that's it for now. Cool. Thank you, Tim. I always love this because you, so many different perspectives, and it's kind of a different side of the same coin that Tim's just talking about. Everybody has a different story, and, and it's experiencing things that we never would do. And by the way, you kids under 10, raise your hand again. You guys are doing a great job listening. I'm so proud of you. And we're almost done. <laughs> so keep it up, just for a few more minutes. We have time for um, maybe one or two more stories. Yes, come in. Come on up. 
Oh, you want me to bring it? Uh, see, I, 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 you're supposed to do this. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So my name's Keeman. Um, I'm Holly's husband, uh, and that's my relation to Artisan. Um, I live and work in LA, and I'm uh, part of a faith community there. Um, and I think the story I want to share is a story that is not yet finished. It's a story in progress. God is still at work. Um, but it's a story about um, trying to set up a program to help homeless families. Um, some of you may have heard or may be familiar with uh, Family Promise, also known as Interfaith Hospitality Network. It's a program where, you know, a bunch of faith congregations come together and on a rotating basis provide uh, food and shelter for homeless families and try and help them get back on their feet. Um, anyway, we've been trying to get that going in, um, in the community where uh, I'm a part of in Los Angeles uh, for a number of years now. Um, and just within the last few months, you know, have experienced a series of breakthroughs. Like, God brought us a great guy who's going to be the full-time social worker, <coughs> so, excuse me, social worker slash director for the network. Um, you know, God, you know, introduced this or uh, put us in contact with a bunch of churches to round out the network to give us a place uh, to, to put a center for the families to go to to receive social services and counseling and all that kind of stuff. And that's been really awesome to see um, over the course of the last few months. Um, the ongoing part of it, though, is that, you know, we've been running into opposition from, uh, ironically enough, well, the city where this church is um, uh, in, in Los Angeles County. Um, you know, I think because the notion of services for the homeless tends to bring up and, you know, in people's minds sometimes stirs up a lot of negative impressions. For example, soup kitchens, panhandling, people sleeping on the sidewalk. And so they've got all these negative impressions that are forming in their minds, and we've been working to try and, like, you know, break those down, explain to them, look, this is a very different kind of program. We're not going to try and re-import Skid Row um, onto Main Street of your town. Um, and it's a progress, you know. And, but it's just been really amazing to see how God's at work in that situation introducing us to people who know city council members who can help us, you know, um, advocate for what we're trying to do and just break down their resistance, persuade people um, that this is a great thing. Story's not finished yet. God is still at work. But um, I just want to share that as encouragement. I think a lot of times, you know, our stories are unfinished. We're all living our stories, and they're all, you know, progressing one day at a time. And it's not always an easy, you know, we can't always share successes every single day. Sometimes there are setbacks. Sometimes we're just waiting and in holding positions. Um, but God is at work. And um, I just want to share that as an example of how God is still at work. Yeah, thank you very much, Keeman. That's an example of uh, God at work, what is it, 2,800 miles away from here. Um, it's good. Yes, Jason. Good morning. My name is Jason. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of you over the last year and a half that I've been around here. But unfortunately, to, uh, this weekend is going to be my last opportunity to worship with you all for the near term. Um, I've been fortunate to, have, uh, to be blessed to have several prayers answered recently in terms of completing school and finding jobs. But the one I want, really want to talk about is the community that is artisan. I came up here about two years ago, uh, not knowing a single person here in Rochester. Uh, and in the process of getting to know you all, I've really come to see Rochester as home. Uh, so I want to thank you all for, for your encouragement, your blessings, uh, and your friendship. Uh, and I hope that you keep it up, even though I'm skipping town soon. Uh, 
Thank you. Thank you, Jason. That's great to hear. We are going to miss Jason. Uh, yes, um, Shane, and then Paul, and then we'll be we'll probably be finished. Come on up. Well, I think the last fifth Sunday service, we um, I, I got up and just kind of introduced uh, our, our my family and, and myself to you all. Uh, we talked about how we were intentionally churchless for like three years because we really just weren't very into church. Um, and how that kind of changed with, with coming here, and we're still here, so apparently that's still effective. Um, the thing I'm into even less than church is what I would typically call church programming, uh, which would be things like, oh, I don't know, the marriage course, uh, the Financial Peace University, both of which uh, we have participated in, in in the past several months. And I would say that uh, really, I mean, I think everybody that's participated in them has been uh, affected and, and has a very positive view of them. Uh, but we, what we've enjoyed more than even just what we've learned and the skills and, and just the relational stuff is uh, being kind of woven even more so into the fabric of this community through those experiences and getting to know people better. Um, so kudos to um, Dan and Angela. I almost called you Angela. Uh, who, uh, who is, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and Chrissy and, and Jonathan for, for all the work they've done. I mean, we certainly appreciate all that. Um, I'm into capital campaigns even less. So uh, I'm really looking forward, actually, to the next year or so and, and <laughs> rubbing elbows with you guys on that one. So, uh, Thank you, Shane. <laughs> if you follow the uh, Artisan Church Twitter account, you will occasionally see hilarious things that Shane has put on Twitter about Artisan Church that then I, I retweet uh, through the account. Um, and it's kind of fun to, to see... Uh, God breaking through to that particular brand of cynicism, um, with which I must say I am intimately acquainted and deeply familiar. Um, so, uh, yeah, Paul, come on up, and, and we'll conclude our testimony time with this, this story. Hello, my name is Paul, and I was born a Catholic. I spent a decade going to uh, catechism and dreading it every hour, going through the whole lesson. And then when I decided to become a member of Artisan Church, they told me I had to take a five-hour course. And my response was, are you kidding me? And then I came to the five-hour course. In that five hours, I learned more about being a church member, about the church, than I did in a decade in catechism. I think that is God working in my heart and allowing me to understand the information and absorb the information and start to learn who he was. Great story. Thank you. And that's Carlton and Aurora. <laughs> I'm sure you've met them. <laughs> well, uh, it's a enormous blessing to me personally to hear these stories, and I trust that the same is true for you. Um, so thank you to all of you who shared. It really does mean a lot to the community to hear people telling their own story of God at work in their lives, uh, and it's an encouragement, and I, and I hope and trust and pray that, that all of you will see God at work in your life in ways that are similar, in ways that are different, in ways that are old, and ways that are new, mostly ways that are real and important and meaningful. So, 
I spoke earlier about our fellowship together, our community, brothers and sisters. We are the fellowship of the saints. And remember, we said last week the saint is just a, a noun form of the word holy, which simply means special and specialized and set apart for, for special purposes and work. And that's us. Uh, and all of us together form the body of Christ. And so I'd like to uh, offer to you now a chance to take communion together, to come around the table of our Lord and to break off a piece of that bread and remember his body which was broken for you and to dip it in wine or juice, remembering his blood which was shed for you and for many. And as you do that, receive the food for your souls and recognize the importance of this communion, that you are doing this in fellowship with each other, in fellowship with the saints, not only the ones who are in this room right now, but the ones all around the world who participate in this same sacrament, share in this same breaking of bread and participation in the cup. We are all one body with many, 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 many parts. (laughs) And so as we continue to worship in song, The communion table will be open for the rest of our time this morning. It's probably another 20 minutes at least, so there's no real rush. You don't have to line up, um, sit and think and pray for a little bit, and then come take communion uh, and respond as God might be leading in your heart. So let's continue to worship him together and give thanks to him for all the work that he's doing among us. Amen. Since I was young, the pain never could bring me down. 
This has been the Artisan Church Podcast. To receive future podcasts, go to www.artisanchurch.com slash podcast or subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening.